Hey, hey, welcome to Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gumbelson and Lee Radswell. And for the first time ever, me and my co-hosts, Stacey Noel Connor and Nate Safer, are together in LA recording in person. This week, we're diving into the lawsuits and drama behind the Brooklyn Beckham Nicole Peltz $3 million wedding, the big surprise on Broadway, Jackie Siegel's Queen of Versailles, the musical, and also going into Paris Hilton's Y2K reunion with Kathy, Faye Resnick, and Chris Jenner. You guys, we're all here. We are. In town, I'm we're happy all happy to be here. Just, we're all within the PCPTMZ, less than thirty <laughs> miles from each other. Actually. And actually, Nate and I are less than thirty feet from each other. Yeah, we are. We are to the point where I can hear her talking in the other room. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've got I've got her amazing background behind me. It's uh, <laughs> wild. You've, it's trippy. You've become me. I have. I have. Yeah, Nate's in town. Yeah, what? Recording from I'm I'm my place, and Nate and Stacy are recording in Stacy's place in Hollywood. Yep. We we finally we finally were in the same room at the same time. Yeah, wow. all three of us. Stacy and I have met. Obviously, mm-hmm. Nate and Stacy have known each other years, but we've never actually all three of us been in the same room before this week. I'm really surprised that like something in the universe didn't explode. I mean, something might have, and we just, we haven't felt it yet, but I think the energy did shift a little bit. I think for some PCPers, maybe they were like, boy, what, what What is happening? Maybe like, maybe like Faye Resnick got hives that night. (laughs) Just something. A lot of people had to take a Benadryl. (laughs) We have had like Noah's Ark level um, flooding since that night. True. So I think that's probably tied together. Do you think this is the like biblical smiting? Yes. I think so. We're kind of near Passover. I mean, Hollywood Boulevard right now does look like you need an ark. So it's true. Yeah. I mean, Uh, they, they issued a LA's first ever blizzard warning. Yeah, Susan called me uh, today, actually, asking if there was snow. And I was like, no, no, I mean, the snow was, you know, up. it's like the grapevine, you know, it's you go north of L.A. And she's like, no, no, on the news, they had snow in like the west side. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, yeah, it's, it's been it snow up in like Angeles Crest and stuff, which is rare. I mean, we're I getting friend like. like- I was going to say, they're making it like we can't leave our house like shelter in place because right. we freak out here in LA if there's any rain. Like oh, my yeah. parents well, are on a road trip right now and it's not as bad as it, they're halfway up the coast and they left this morning. It, it's not ideal, but we're not dying. Knock on wood. Nah, don't say that. <laughs> but you know, uh, I mean, that's like we're being washed away if you watch KTLA or whatever. In, I used in, in typical. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Well, I used to have a neighbor like like on like fifteen years ago. She was weird already, and but anytime it would start like raining and get a little crazy, she'd be like, "Oh, this is earthquake weather," and I was like, "Oh, 
bitch, shut up. Please don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck does earthquake weather mean? It doesn't mean anything. I've been, I've been hearing, cause I've been hearing that for the 20 years I was out here. It's always, oh, it's earthquake weather. Yeah. Tornado weather. weather is usually, um, because I grew up hearing that, it's usually when it's like January and it's really cold but dry, not rain weather. It's when it's like a, a desert winter. So you mean, so you mean it's the time when like happen. all the cocaine dealers just all of a sudden leave the city? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the worst time of year. <laughs> it's not like it's like tornado weather. If you've ever, I mean, Stacey, you know, yeah. uh, tornado weather is creepy as hell because it gets like super humid and the sky is green, green. like a weird shade of green. And yeah. you're like, oh, this suck. And you get like a two hour. I don't know if it's better or worse that you get a two hour warning because an earthquake, it's kind of like you don't know what's coming and then it's over. But to know a storm is coming kind of sucks. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's if it hits during the day. If the If the yeah. storm is hitting at night, then you a lot of times don't even fucking know. You just you just went to bed and it was maybe raining. Yeah, yeah, true. Oh, that's great. Let's just bring death uh, into everything. Great, Stace. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, as it be speaking of death, we went where dreams went to die. We met up at a dive bar in the valley. Uh, a, a dive bar previously mentioned on this podcast. It was in our in our yeah. top five, or I think it was my number one when we talked about bars in the valley. Um, mm-hmm. It's the I mean it's Jordan. What what did you think? Did you did you enjoy? It? I liked it. It remind because I guess it was the same builder as some of the other bars I've been to. That kind we talk about with the vinyl booths and it's dark and. Even if they haven't allowed smoking inside in like 20 years, you still sense the cigarettes. Yeah. That's the kind of place I like. It was a chimney, the chimney sweep in Sherman Oaks. Mm-hmm. It was, dis- I was disappointed seeing it because it was one of my favorite dives because it was a true dive. Like those red mm-hmm. vinyl booths you're talking about used to be cracked, used to have like mm-hmm. cigarette burns. It, it, clearly, the, the pandemic, they gave it a facelift to look the same, but it looks like fake. It's cleaner. Yeah, it's like it's the too kind clean. of it's too clean. It's too clean. Yeah. It's too clean. You and they, they, they built they built actual shelves behind the bar like the bartenders the bottles are on the shelves. They used to be on the floor. Like didn't yeah. have, like I, I mentioned before, they didn't have top shelf liquor. It was on the floor. Mm. That's the way it should be. The bartenders are also too young. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. I need, a- I need at least one octogenarian, two septuagenarians, and I need I need a 60-year-old bar back. Like that's what I need at the chimney sweep. They hadn't gentrified pricing though, because my beer was like five bucks. Yeah, that was pretty and good. I was because usually those places a little tweak and suddenly it's like nine dollars for a Bud Light or whatever. So that was that was good. That was the bar that I met. Now that you can have a, a put a, a mental image to it, that is the bar where I put in the twenty bucks and played uh, Justin Bieber's "My World 2.0 in order uh, during the day uh, when the regulars were there, and it was not popular. And I left halfway through, and it was an old school jukebox. You, mm. Like now, they have the touch tunes that you can skip. Couldn't skip back then. It, no. They were stuck with ten more Bieber songs. <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> I, you know, when we were there, I kept, I was saying, I think this is my first time there. And when I got home, I texted my friend and he was like, no, you've been there. You just that, blacked out drunk. That's the kind of place that the the yeah. best kind of place is the ones you don't remember. Yeah. Those, those are the best. 
The best nights are the ones you can't remember. <laughs> and in typical uh, typical PCP fashion, we did take a photo that we posted to social. But uh, anybody that saw that photo should know it was one of nine because uh, we could not get our shit together with smiling, with uh, mm-hmm. Jordan's eyes closed. The only one, if it, like we should honestly post all nine just to see the the uh, bloopers reel. The blo- it's make, like a, yeah, it's like a BTS bloopers reel. I'm gonna make a TikTok with the with going through all of it, like a TikTok mashup video of it. So I'll make that. I'll put it on TikTok first, and then then a day later I'll go on Instagram. So yeah, you'll get to see yeah. all the pictures with with the. With Jordan's eyes closed and uh, and Nate's nice little Chandler Bing grimace grin, mm, yeah, going yeah, on. Fakes. I couldn't. I couldn't do the smile thing. His eyes were closed, or he just was did not smile. Uh, but you, of course, were like photo, very photo. You, like you were the. I mean, the actress in you. Uh, you were the one that actually knew when the photo was being taken, and you it's were always like, hamming taken. it up, no, know, knowing that. Uh, so like you, all your expressions were hysterical and we were just awkward. Just your photos always being taken. See, and this is why I give, and I don't mean to really go down this, but I, but I, but I am, I'm going to go down it anyway. That's why I give Megan Markle a lot of credit. She's an act. Like people are like, why does she find the camera? Why is she always like, she's an actress. She's supposed to be smiling. She knows that she's on from the second she steps out of that house. She's on it. Girls on it. Like, yes, that's what you're supposed to be. Like, Yes. Trained with poise. Yes. Good from every angle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So it was like, I was like, that's what you got. You, like, when when is the picture being taken? It is always being taken. It is always hmm. being taken. Yeah. Yes. I'll put them all up. Wait a minute. Do I have the one of me like doing my real hard smile? I did one really hard. Mm-hmm. And I also tried to make them both smile, like, or at least kind of laugh at the same time. And mm-hmm. that didn't work either. I think I just, I was just, a, made, I, you know what? Put I'm you in more pain. I'm going to blame our camera. Um, the as I always blame the equipment. I'm going to blame our, our camera person, uh, Annie. Uh, shout out, Annie, uh, because she didn't tell us when she was taking the photo. Mm. Like there wasn't like a one, two, three, or three, two, one. It was just like, yeah. you know. So we didn't know. Yeah, and I you plebs, you plebs need to know. Like me, obviously, I already knew. Yeah, yeah, I need some warning. I need, I need, a, need a little bit. My goal in photos is to look kind of blank. I smile That's slightly. your goal? Yeah, dead That's eye. just I'm you. I'm supposed to be, yeah. I mean, it's true to my- Stepford wife. You get like half a smile, but withdrawn, Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you ha- you're very passionate about other things though, like especially your wardrobe. As we found out mm-hmm. that earlier that day, via our chat te- chat text group, mm-hmm. whatever we want to call it, because I can't talk today. Yes, apparently you have an aversion to scarves that is almost misogynistic. <laughs> like like you you hate them with a passion. Mm-hmm. And you, you really hate men in them. Actually, maybe it's misandry. Actually, like <laughs> <laughs> I do because I'm leaving tomorrow. Going, it's my grandma's ninetieth. I'm going to Portland, which is very, very cold right now. Oh yeah, we're family. we're actually recording this early. We're recording it even mm-hmm. early. We're recording it on Friday. So if anything happens between Friday the twenty fourth and Tuesday, whatever that day is, then when this comes out, that's the reason. Cause we recorded early because mm-hmm. grandma. So like an eight year old, my family made me get a scarf 
and like an eight-year-old it arrived and i tried it on and threw a tantrum i hate them i hate scarves they make you hate the way they look or the way they feel Everything about them, really. I don't like the the feel on my neck. I like a collared shirt. I have a lot of OCDs, you guys. I may mm-hmm. have unleashed on you. I like a collar, but I don't like something wrapping my neck. It feels a little molesty, like um, like someone lightly grazing your. I hate that feeling. But you know, some people think it's flirtatious, like they walk by and like run their fingers along your back, like hey. I'll turn around and punch you. I find it creepy. No, I would probably punch somebody who did that to me too. Yeah, but with scars. And then there's the other issue besides the feel. Because I grew up here. We don't need scarves. So it's kind of like a foreign thing to me. And then it's the people who wear them. The guys who wear them in particular. Which Mm. I guess revealed some... Yeah. Some strong feelings, <laughs> some some strong controversial feelings. I mean, the term, I want to light myself on fire rather than wear this yeah. or look like this guy came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do. It's a certain look, guys who wear scarves in LA, because you don't need them here. I'm not, put well, uh, like, so the people who wear them, it's just like Faux East Coast, maybe hipster, or maybe like I, I was trying to nail it down, but I can't stand it. Like the people who were guys who wear pea coats. Like I'm picturing a pea coat and a scarf doubled. You know the double scarf you yeah. fold it in half, so it's puffy. that's the way to wear. It. That's the way that. to wear it. Yeah. No, I I refuse. It makes me want to light myself on fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will wait, have. Wait. Where do you stand on turtlenecks if you hate the feeling on your neck? Hate turtlenecks. But I like see I like sweaters. I like like Carlton Binks, tennis sweaters. And I'll even put which doesn't make me sound so cool. I'll put a sweater for fun. Like I don't do this like out and about, but party with I'll put a sweater over my shoulders, mm. like country club wasp style. Oh, Is that but, your version of like wearing your mother's heels? Like instead, like you would just put a, like you'd be a wasp and like put your, your, your <laughs> sweaters over yeah. your, 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 you would be like Steph from, from uh pretty in pink. Like that's what you yeah. Would be. <laughs> yeah. Like I think, so I think the pattern we're zeroing in on, I don't like my neck touch. Yeah. It seems look, like it. I like, a, I like a collar, but it's usually open collar. I hate ties. So you're not into vampire movies. No, except vampires usually are in like <laughs> sick homes, you know, vampires <laughs> are never portrayed as poor. They're always like in some like, Forgotten Louisiana mansion or something cool. Like Victor- yeah. Castle. It's true. Like, it's fair. So I guess fair. if I was going to be some kind of like evil goblin, I would be a vampire. But, but what other about than that, what about necks? They're all about the necks. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't like it. I don't like the touch. But yeah, they're all, I'm a nightmare to shop with because uh, uh. it's very OCD. And um, even if you see something you think I'll like, and justifiably, like you, you might be right. I'll find some. It's just it's better to leave me alone while I sort things out. <laughs> so you're Rachel whole... Green. Mm. <laughs> 
I'm Chandler and you're Rachel. Like this, this makes sense. I don't know what it would say. Does it make you Monica? No, you're not Monica. No. I'm either Phoebe or Joey, definitely. Ha, uh, Phoebe, Phoebe. Mm. Yeah, I could see Phoebe. Except I eat meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she ate meat when she was pregnant. This is true. I yeah, always have a food yeah. baby, so it's okay. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Delightful. We could go on for like an hour about my clothing issues and about your OCD. I feel like we could. Yeah. Yeah. Although, although I, some of the stuff that we've talked about before about like, if you find like a, you'll have like you six of the same shirt and stuff like that. I do do the same thing though. Like I'm not very Mm -hmm. creative with my wardrobe. Like if, look, if I was really rich and I could pay somebody to pick out my clothes for me and, and then I could say yes, no, yes, no, then I would probably be dressed a lot better, but at the same time, if I find something that works for me, sure, I'll buy. Like, there's these tr- truly these long sleeved crew neck t shirts from Banana Republic that I've been buying for years that I wear every winter, and they're the most comfortable, flattering things ever. They make my boobs look great, they make my waist look small, and they keep me warm, and I love them. And I'll, and as I wrote, as they wear out, I rotate them to sleep shirts. It's perfect great and so it's amazing look i'm recycling and i use them for years but uh i don't get too creative like a lot of it but this is why i love the winter time it's like i'm wearing those i'm wearing sweatshirts i'm wearing sweaters and jeans and i don't give a fuck yeah yeah no like i have things like color issues it's a big one for me it has to be like blue or soothing I guess soothing boy nursery, <laughs> light mm. blue, light yellow, white. Those kind. Navy is my neutral. I don't like black. I really don't wear black. Red red tones freak me. Not freak me out. I don't like it. Red, orange. What about green? Purple. Like green. green I like because green's like blue. That goes together. <laughs> and then like plat. I like stripes. Or solids, but I don't like plaid. It's a whole thing. Yeah, what you get, do like, with plaid? Discussing it. Plaid is just know. two I different don't... types of stripes. Yeah, no, but it's it's. I don't know how to describe it. It's like too stimulating, maybe. Like there are too many lines going around. I like like nautical stripes. What about it's a houndstooth? I would never wear that personally. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't care what other people wear, like or what colors or whatever, except for maybe scarves we've discovered. But, <laughs> but just for myself, I'm very particular, and not in a fancy way. It's just weird little things that uh, really like make me want to cry in the middle of a store. Like, <laughs> I like it, but it has this little stitch right here that. It bothers me. It literally yeah. bothers me the wrong way. <laughs> so, which which do you think is a uh, more demanding job? Planning, if like as somebody else, planning Jordan's wardrobe or planning a wedding, like the Pelts Beckman Beckham wedding. Like, which just thinks a harder job? I feel like dressing Jordan might be, but planning that wedding also sounds pretty awful. I mean, at least planning the. Brooklyn Beckham, Nicola Peltz wedding. There's something to look forward to. 
But there's a paycheck and headlines, as we saw this week. Well, apparently it turns it's out there's also out. a lawsuit to look forward to when you try to do that. Mm. So two lawsuits. There are there are two lawsuits. The the uh, yeah, the Pelts uh uh, patriarch Nelson. Okay. Wait, we should we should clarify to them though. This is Victoria Beckham and David Beckham's son who married the billionaire, the daughter of a billionaire, and she's an actress. And it was, you know, we discussed it a, a couple when they got <laughs> yeah, married. The, the, with the largest of air quotes, finger quotes yeah. on actress. She has uh in the article about it, it noted her acting um credits as uh, Holiday. She was in Holiday, uh, and she was also in one of the Transformers. I think it was the third one. So, calling her an actress seems like a very loose definition. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, evidently, uh, evidently, planning that wedding was uh, was something. And um, you know, when you if you just hear the story about a Beckham uh, Pelt's wedding, you would think that, and you hear that one, the one side, the, the parents, one side of the parents are just an absolute nightmare to work with. You might think it was David and Vicky. It was not. Evidently, by all accounts, they were a delight. It was. They the were organized. Side. Well, I that's mean, not actually that's not surprising at all. Victoria Beckham, she's got her shit together. She's, she's a Virgo. Precise. She's a Virgo. Also, is she? Yes, she's a Virgo. That that's I can see that. And also, I like that. Also, this is like, I think I said this the other day, it's the difference between um, between old money and new money. that And new money that that actually like came up through the ranks, building it on their own type of money. Like, like the Beckhams, they have, they have shit tons of money, but they came from working class families and they, they made this money like, like starting with their bodies and their looks. Do you know what I mean? Like they did mm-hmm. it. They were hardworking. Whereas like the pelts is, you know, they come from money. They, this is generational wealth that has just been handed down to them. And so I feel like there's in a sense of entitlement with that type of wealth coming from the pelts is whereas like the Beckhams, there's more respect. Like they have this wealth and they know how to wield it. But at the same time, they're respectful of people's time because they also work too. Yeah, like, they do work. Mm-hmm. They put it, they've put and, in the hours to earn this money and to earn the places where it's easy for them to make money now, if that makes sense, you know? So. Yeah, because I guess the article talked about the ones who were in charge on the Pelt side were Nicola and her mother, mm-hmm. who by all accounts is, is like a trophy wife of an older wealthy yep. man. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's a very... You're right. It is Victoria Beckham works. Yep. She built this herself. Those two are a little, because I think the ongoing thing with the wedding planner suing them was they would make demands, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't give them the information they needed. Like send out the invitations, but they hadn't received a guest list. Mm -hmm. Who do you want on the guest list? We'll get to it later. Like Mm -hmm. it was just this. Yeah. There was no follow through. Well, there was they they went through uh, three different wedding planning companies. These two women, uh, their names are Nicole Bragan and Ariana Grijalba. They're the ones that are part of this lawsuit. They were the second wedding planners. The first mm-hmm. wedding planner's name was Preston Bailey, and he's a, oh, he's, he's like huge. a huge. Yeah, he's like a wedding planner, like Mariah Carey, like mm-hmm. huge stars. Um, I think he's he, in the, I think he's an Oprah guy. If I yeah, Oprah, correctly. yes, yes. And he he was the original wedding planner. He dropped out on his own 
because he, in his, um, his quote was, I couldn't deliver the quality I was used to delivering, which is like totally shading the pelts as being like, I could not put up with their shit. Cause he's um, a class So act. he dropped. Yeah. Preston, Preston yeah. Bailey is a class act. Cause he didn't, he didn't, um, throw the other ones under the bridge. And he just said, he's like, I overcommitted myself. Da 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 da. So in that way, it's like, he's not. Full, he's not throwing the pelts under the bus per se, but he is shading them because anybody can read between the lines and go, you couldn't like, they were impossible to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Impossible yeah. to work with. He didn't want to burn any bridges. No. Uh, cause I mean, he, cause he so, still could work for Victoria and David, you know? Yeah. And, and so he, he left with six weeks before the wedding. So they brought in these two women, uh, Nicole and um, Ariana uh, six weeks before the wedding. And they were promptly fired nine days later um, because uh, depending on who, so the, it's a double lawsuit. Nelson Peltz, the, fa- the, the patriarch, the father, the billionaire, is he, his lawsuit was he was suing them because he fired them. He, he gave them a deposit of $159,000 to start this wedding planning. And they never paid it. They were fired and never paid it back. So he's suing them for essentially stealing the money. Then they are countersuing, saying that they were wrongfully terminated after the nine days. So it's all a shit show. And depending on who you believe, the Peltzes are saying that those, so the wedding planners, like you said, are saying that the Peltzes did not have their shit together. The guest list was constantly changing. There was a whole to do about Lewis Hamilton being on the guest list when he wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to. It was just a whole to do. It's like all big celebrities. Um, nothing Lewis did because he's our, he's our, he's our short king. He, mm-hmm. he can do no wrong. <laughs> um, but but then if the from the Peltz's side, what they claim, and they seem to have actually some text message receipts that seem to sort of back it up, is that the two women didn't know what they were doing. Like the RS, like they were the Peltz's are claiming the women just didn't know how to do the RSVP system. So it's like a it's like a he said she said situation. Although I mm-hmm. tend to believe the wedding planners, um, because by all account, like you said, like the Preston Bailey was out. He's like, I, so you, that's already a, a red flag for the family that, there, that something was amiss. Um, but yeah, the, so it was that there was the, the, the guest list was all, oh, and the, and the wedding planners made a point to say that the Beckhams, they had their shit all together. Pl- guest list, everything flawless. Mm-hmm. They were like, they were perfect to deal with. Very nice. Um, but then also the, uh, the hair and makeup was a disaster. Uh, Nicole and her mom uh, racked up uh, basically a hundred thousand dollars for hair and makeup that they, um, they were bringing in people from like abroad to do her hair and makeup. And they just, they, they didn't want the dad to know about it because they basically, the mom said, we can't tell the father because he'll be furious that we're spending a hundred thousand dollars on hair and makeup. Oh, I think it was just travel expenses. Oh, was it just the travel? Yeah. Yeah. It was absurd. Which I, I'm trying to, I mean, I guess they would have to send a, I'm trying to figure out how they rack that up. If it's a jet that they sent, because that you could scoop up a bunch of people, depending on where they were flying you, 50, 60 grand each way. Or if they were bringing in so many people and imagining they required or demanded business or first. Either way, it's an absurd amount of people for hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. And that's just travel. That wasn't even their fees. And, yeah. And, yeah. and a little bit like for like the the wedding planners is that they may not have known that reservation system and they might have actually been underqualified. I don't know. 
I don't know because I don't know them. I don't know their qualifications. They could have been unqualified for a wedding of this magnitude. And at the same time, I go, well, you know what, Peltzes? You should have vetted better then. Because if yeah, you, yeah. It, there must have been backups to your, to, to Preston Bailey. There must have been other people that you wanted too. So this is the thing. Like if you shit the bed this, this late beforehand, you're going to get what you get in a lot of ways. Like somebody that can come in and do a $3 million wedding or however much this was with like six weeks mm-hmm. left. That's, that's really hard to find somebody of Preston Bailey's caliber who, or Mindy Weiss's caliber or something like that's, that's the equivalent there. Yeah. Like of those caliber type of wedding planners to come in and do it and do it well. And I bet you there were even some who might have been available, but who saw this and knew that this was a train wreck. Yeah. And they, and probably these women, I'm just, I'm just supposing. So I don't know them, but what if they were like, if we do this well, this can really help our careers. And this happens a lot in the service industry and industries like this. You do stuff for a little bit less money or you do stuff and you know in your gut, oh, it's rushing and I don't, it's probably not going to turn out well, but like, but if it does go well, oh my gosh, we're in with these people and we we will have done this wedding. We will have saved this day. Mm, And I can totally see that happening to them. Word of mouth Mm -hmm. in those circles is huge. Um, Mm -hmm. Whether this was in Palm Beach, Palm Beach, Beverly Hills, yeah. I know New York, it really is. I I love hearing, I'll be like, oh, that person was used by this one. And it, yeah. I file it, not like I'm hiring them, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, it does stick with you. And these, I sh- these people do... It is a big recommendation. Yeah. If they had pulled this and, off well, there would have been a, a line around the block. And, and they would have they would have co- come in as the conquering heroes because so Preston Bailey qu- uh, quit with six weeks before the wedding, but prior to that, he was on the job for a year. He's he was hired in um, uh, May of twenty one and worked the show, worked the wedding up until April of 22. So he was on the show. That tells you how fucked up the situation was. He did it for a year and quit six minutes, six minutes, basically six minutes, basically. six months or six, six weeks. God damn it. Six weeks. six weeks shy of the wedding. So these two, these women could have like, if they would have swooped in and put it, to, it together, that's heroic. Yeah. That's like, so, so I don't blame them, but, but, and the, 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 Another sign that the Peltas knew that they were the nightmare is that they, there are texts showing that they did not want Vicki Beckham to know what a shit show it was. There, mm-hmm. there are texts that saying like, you can't let the Beckhams know that this shit is, mm-hmm. is going south. So that's, so they knew that they were fucking, like the Peltas knew that they were like a nightmare to work with. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were embarrassed. The Peltas didn't know that they were a nightmare to work with because that's not how they view themselves in life. Like, yeah, no, true. they're amazing. Everybody caters to them. Everything always works out for them. So the fact that like this didn't quite work out for them is like upsetting to them because they're amazing. Mm-hmm. They donate so much money to here. They do this. They do that. Blah, blah, blah. That's, there's maybe, maybe one or two of them are like, oh, maybe I'm the asshole. Maybe we're the assholes. But I guarantee you in general, they're like, what? Because they've lived their entire mm-hmm. lives this way. It's the whole John Hamm, 30 Rock, pretty person bubble. Like mm-hmm. the bubble. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all did, have, there's all we, bubbles. Has, has it been confirmed yet? Because I know when we read, when we 
when the wedding happened and we talked about it, um, that there's supposed to be tension between Victoria Beckham and Nicola. 100%. Well, has that been established? Well, it's, it's been, it was established. Well, it's been evidently according to like a vanity fair profile, it was somewhat debunked, but based on everything you're hearing about that's coming out now, I don't see how that's not, it wasn't true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like also, I, She's come out now recently saying, oh, the whole reason I didn't wear a, a a Victoria Beckham wedding dress is because, you know, we were looking over, we're looking at designs, but then we got to a certain point in her, in her, her atelier just couldn't make one for me. So it was, it, you know, she felt really bad about it. This is, this is Nicola saying yeah. that Victoria was saying this. And I'm like, this is full of shit. This is so much yeah. full of shit. I don't know which way the shit is flowing. Although like, I, I believe, I believe that you were probably lying, <laughs> Nicola. Like mm-hmm. yeah. you did, you either didn't want her her dress, or you did, and you might have fucked around with being a brat and then found out. But also, I don't know you, so I don't know if you're a brat. So I'm just using that B word, yeah. alleged. Like, but every let me just actually let me take back brat and change it for another B word, bridezilla. Yes, because we yes. we all know we all have had friends. Who I, I, I was worried you were going to be like, let me take back brat and replace it with the c word. I was like, oh, oh I, <laughs> I don't know why my we, mind. We were like, all thinking it. Like, I reserve that for very special people, very special yeah. people, and I usually don't. I usually don't rec- put that on recording unless I am quoting somebody, mm-hmm. which is the one time yeah. I did it here. <laughs> <laughs> And just if you're wondering, like, well, where was Brooklyn Beckham in all this? Like, which side did he fall on? His parents, his wife, his his in-laws? Evidently, he he was he just sounds like bless his heart, like an innocent young lad. Um, not I I can't speak for his intelligence, but he kind of stayed out of it. But evidently, the only thing that he seemed to care about, when, as far as wedding planning, is he was concerned about um, uh, drones like the press using drones over the, over the mm-hmm. ceremony. So evidently when everybody else was talking guest lists and money, he was asking about if the security could have guns that have nets that could shoot down drones. Oh. So he just sounds like a, you know, a sweet, innocent child. It sounds like it's, a kid playing video games. Honestly, simple man. My, honestly, my thought went to uh, steel magnolias as it always does when the, <laughs> the birds and the trees and they had to use the fireworks and then, and then the dad was deaf for the entire ceremony. Uh, for some reason, when I heard shooting guns at drones, that's all I thought of. Granted, I think everything draws me back to Steel Magnolias. But that was my immediate first thought. I mean, God blessed him with looks and rich parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've already moved houses. Like to, They bought like a $10 million home in Beverly Hills. I think they've already sold it. He's not even 25. Right, he was 20. Three when they married, something yeah. like that. No rush for him, so I don't. He must really. And I love that they're both of their jobs are. Uh, she's still listed as aspiring actress, and if you see his name ever mentioned in the press, he's listed as aspiring chef, not a chef, an aspiring chef. Watching you, what's an aspiring? If he's not in school. Then, as you, what's an aspiring chef? Then, like, if he's not in culinary school, like watching if you, well, if you, if you, and YouTube, if videos. you follow him on, if you follow him on Instagram, his, all his Instagram uh, videos and stories are just all him cooking things. Mm. So, I guess that's, I guess that's what it means. I don't know. I'd love to see him on Top Chef. 
I mean, he'd last, what, five seconds? Yeah. Yeah, Tom Kalika would be like, what, what is this? What am I eating? I don't know. Just go <laughs> away. Go away. I mean, he didn't grow up with parents who eat, so. Well, no, I mean, hell, wait, no. If, if Brooklyn can master uh, grilled whitefish with vegetables, then he, his mom is set for life. Yeah. No sauce. No, no sauce. Yeah. No mm-hmm. sauce or seasoning. Just whitefish and steamed vegetables for 25 years. I admire, I admire a lot of things about Victoria Beckham, but her diet, I do not, because that is just, mm-hmm. no. Mm-mm. No, she what what Jordan is to his shirts where they you know he just doesn't want to give him much thought. He just that's what she is to food. She's like it is sustenance. I don't need anything special. I just need so I need something in my system, and that's yeah. fine. There you go. You are you are the Victoria Beckham of fashion. Mm. Oh my, which God, is saying something because Victoria because Victoria Beckham is the Victoria Beckham of fashion. So that is high praise for you, Jordan. Oh my God. We, we just got this emergency alert on our phone. Yeah, that's a, a, I'm reading it warning. too. <laughs> flash oh flood warning. This is dangerous and life-threatening. Do not attempt to travel. I'm literally traveling tomorrow, but I'm flying. Um, yeah. Do not attempt to travel unless you are fleeing. <laughs> wow. Uh, or under I'm fleeing a to Walgreens short. I'm fleeing to Walgreens after this because I have to buy some cigarettes. So you can shelter. I already in place. got my. Yeah, well, I already got my nicotine lozenges. Those are my little. Those are my little airport help, airplane helper. I was, stories like this too about the Beckhams and and everything, or or in the Peltzes, also make me glad I've never spent money on hosting my own wedding. Like, yeah. spent, I mean, I've spent enough money being a bridesmaid and going to weddings and going to destination weddings. Honestly, it's, I keep saying it, but then I, I, I back out of doing it, but I really want to register for a bunch of stuff and then send that registry to everybody who I was a bridesmaid for. And I went to their, and I had to travel for their weddings or I bought them really expensive, nice gifts especially the ones that got divorced like a couple of years later, especially I, uh, the ones that I spent a lot of money on when I didn't really didn't have any money, like in my twenties, like the ones that you easily spent like $500 on and you were yeah. making like $28,000 a year trying to live in LA. Like yeah. even back in the odds, that was really tough. I've wondered, um, Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not even wondered. What I was going to say, too, I was thinking about with the way they were hiding money from uh, Nicola's dad is I've noticed, just as from observation, the difference with these million-dollar weddings between celebrity million-dollar weddings and privately funded million-dollar weddings, that's cash to him. I mean, that every expense, even if he's a billionaire, it's very irritating to just have these 50,000 here, 300,000 mm-hmm. here. With these lavish celebrity ones, they get so much for free. Everything is product placement and a deal. Um, well, well, maybe if Nicola and Claudia had been more organized, they would have been able mm-hmm. to get more of that. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, they could have had sponsorships. They all do. The Kardashians. Um, Paris's wedding looked a bit. If you watch the show, it looked like there were a lot of 
there's product placement. Yeah. So it doesn't cost them as much, even if they are mega rich. But for someone like if it was Nicola footing the bill, her father, every cent adds up. And no matter how rich they are, it's very like, the, we've talked about it on the show before. Every rich person has a quirk. You know, there are little things that tick them off, whether it's valet parking or mm-hmm. I don't know. What, tipping. Beside, the pre- yeah, tipping, the price of Starbucks. There's always something small. And you would think they wouldn't even notice or care, but it just bothers them. Baggage fees, mm. things like that. Yeah. But... You know, speaking of very rich people in Florida, I don't oh, think who? she was at the I don't think she was at the Pelts wedding, but she's probably friends with them for all we know. The Queen of Versailles, Jackie Siegel, it was announced today that her story is coming to Broadway. That's so crazy. Starring yeah. Kristen Chenoweth. As Jackie Siegel, the Queen of Versailles. Honestly, this is major. If, it, if it didn't have Kristen Chenoweth attached to it, I would I would think that this was an a really big goof like, on everybody. Or like or, or, or like gonna off, really off go Broadway. down in flames. Like, yeah. But, yeah. But if Kristen no, no, Chenoweth attached huge. to it, man. The music is by uh Steven Schwartz. Yeah. It's, huge. it's the team who Wick- did Wicked. Wicked, yeah. 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 Like a to- I can't recall the director's like Tony Winnings. Like producers, light, you know, set mm-hmm. director. Like this is a very big deal. I mean, yeah, this isn't this is insane. I mean, it's not like an off Broadway. This is like this would be like having Spielberg produce your first movie or something mm-hmm. in Broadway terms. You know, I mean, her story's coming. I'm excited. Who who do you, like they've only announced Kristen uh, and I guess they're it's it's been written because they're already doing like uh, script read throughs like this week like next week yeah so it's already I think, been yeah written. I think coming up like who who plays David sadly I won't be there like do we, I know you have to go, do you have to I go with Bro- is it like going to be Broadway royalty is it going to be like Jonathan Jonathan Groff just cast Jonathan Groff as David that's uh, fun. Cheyenne I'm Jackson about- I don't know. I'm about to learn a lot about Broadway because I don't know anything about Broadway. I'm about to learn a lot because now there is, well, that's not true because I I didn't watch it really, but I I know Grey Gardens was a Broadway hit. This is kind of like a Grey Gardens. It's in that vein of a big, you know, a, a mansion eccentricities going on there. So that'll be cool. I just am curious what, like the story, like what's, I mean, I know it's this, the telling her story, but like, where does the story, cause their story's not ended. It's still an ongoing saga. Like where, what is, what is still building though? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not like you can, you can't end the musical with like, Oh, the house was completed. Cause it hasn't been. Yeah. No, I think, uh, from what I gather, it's going to be based on the documentary, which is the original story, where they, um, you know, the, they're in the middle of building. It's America's largest house. It's going to be a hundred thousand square feet. It's Jesus. kind of all. It's kind of almost done. I mean, if you've seen the show, you know, she had a show this past year. It's on mm-hmm. HBO Max. Queen of Versailles reigns again. Now she's putting the finishing touches on it. Whether she can have an in-house Benny Hanna, things like that. 
I mean, it's almost as, twice as one the, does. It's almost twice the size of Spelling Manor. I don't know how many gift drafting. Spelling Manor is 56,000 square feet. Versailles is 90,000 square feet. Does, doesn't the, the manor have like 150 rooms or something, something just absurd? Like, like 27 bathrooms, I think. Yeah, Jackie has a Jackie has a ballroom, a true ballroom with heated floors, and the floors are inlaid with gemstones and her crest. I mean, this is wild. So I think the story, though, is the story of Queen of Versailles. What they're basing it on, if I'm correct, is the documentary, which is when they almost lost it all. Mm-hmm. The economic downturn and everything just got really shaky and financing for companies and real estate started drying up. But they held on to it and they're like back bigger and better than ever. Grander than mm-hmm. ever. And Jackie is already she's off right off out of the gate is going to get the hardest one of the egot, which is famously the Tony. So mm-hmm. she will be a fourth of her way to an egot, which is going okay. to be fantastic. So she has a she's the so the T's down Tony mm-hmm. Emmy. She's been on TV. Yeah, I was going to say Emmy's might be the easiest one for her, just because yeah, TV's her, her thing. Show. Yeah. Now. What's the other one? Grammy. Uh, she was at the Grammys last week. Basically, no, that doesn't win you. Her, no, her, that basically means she won. She it. just she needs to do a spoken word album. Yeah, she that's the. That's, I mean, that's how all the actors get the get the egot is they have to do like a spoken word album. Yeah. Oh, what about a soundtrack for her Broadway show? Could that? If she's a pre- you get a you get a Grammy if you're a producer. So if like, a, if the, if the soundtrack to the musical wins a Grammy, then she would get one. If she's, yeah. I mean, I imagine she'd be listed I mean, as a producer. It, it's sad because Oscar. this is based off of a documentary film that this documentary film was not nominated for an Oscar and didn't win. Cause then she'd already be ahead. Yeah. yeah she'd already have the, o. yeah, the Oscar and the Tony are the hard. Those are the hard ones. <laughs> Anybody. We'll, get, we'll get to the bottom of it. Oh my, wouldn't it be hilarious if she won? Oh I mean, what a leg up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I would, would love, love to just, I just want to like sit at her feet while she does her speech. Cause you know, it's not going to be written. No, I no off it. the cuff. It will be heartwarming. It will be It'll heartwarming. Be colorful. A- <laughs> and, and, and she wouldn't like, you know, when she's introduced to people, it wouldn't be like, Oh, you know, the, the queen of Versailles, it would be Tony, a winner, Tony winner. Jackie C. Tony winning Queen of Versailles, Jackie C. The Tony winning, yeah, royalty. Tony winning. The Queen of Broadway. Oh my God, this is, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do we do a speaking of here? We don't do a speaking of. Speaking of very rich, famous blondes from reality. We just say going back to 2008. Yeah. (laughs) Go on. But Paris, Paris Hilton, mm-hmm. in case you, there are so many in your life and on this show. Oh, there's Paris Jackson. Think, that's true. Paris Latsis? Are we still talking about the old Paris <laughs> Latsis? Well, the one, Paris Hilton, I guess she's having a a tribute. Like, is it, mm-hmm. I don't get it as an art show, but it's, to Y2K, 2000s it's, pop culture. It's an immersive, um, sh- like, pop up that's one day only. Uh, that is in in Los Angeles on Melrose, uh, just yeah. a hop, skip, and a jump from where we are right now. 
Um, it is it is basically like a, a celebration. Uh, it's called House of Y2K. It's a celebration of the 2000s, like culture, clothes, everything. But it's on the it's sneakily a, a museum to Paris. Like it it has uh, it's like three stories, and the f- the first level of the pop up is all uh, Paris's clothes from the 2000s, all her iconic outfits. It's essentially yeah. a museum for Paris. Um, yeah. Her house is a museum for Paris too. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah. It's just she, to do yeah. some shuffling around a it's yeah, it's, it's room or go. It's three stories. The second story is like you can get your hair and makeup done. You can get like a two thousands era makeover. And then the top level mm-hmm. is a bar for uh, specialty cocktails based on Paris and based on the two thousands. Uh and again, this is a one day pop up and they went to all that for for a one day. Yeah. And the 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 prim, uh, premiere, the opening night was last night. There was a special like um, opening night that uh, that mm-hmm. was very heavy on the celebs. It had you know all of our favorite people were there. Uh, our patron the, saint, Chris Jenner. Our pa- yeah, mm-hmm. Faye, the patron saint, Faye, uh, Chris, Kathy, obviously. Um, yeah. The uh, Paris did a did an homage, not an homage. She was wearing the same dress that she wore to her twenty first birthday in two thousand two. That like one a, is famous. It's like a, a it was like the mesh, one. like yeah, like a ma- chain mail ish. Yeah. She she wore it. She wore that last with night. like a no, choker. She, she didn't wear yeah. it. She or, she wore a similar one because the one that oh, was actually similar? that she wore is in the is in the. Oh okay, well, it was very similar though. Like it yeah. had the same. You're like you're. It was like the neck. It, was, it would have been your worst nightmare. It was like a very loose yeah. dress, very skin, a <laughs> lot of skin, but it had a neck piece. It's like the opposite of what you would ever wear. Yeah. yeah did it make you yeah. nervous when chokers came back in style? Well, I never wore. I, I hope it's I wouldn't still. Wear. I don't mind other people wearing things I hate. It's <laughs> me personally that certain thing. I don't know if I have sensory issues, but do you not wear necklaces? No. Well, the necklace thing is practical because I'm pretty hairy, and um, if I'm wearing like a metal a metal chain it gets caught in the links because yeah. nah. i've always wanted one of those i've actually thought about it to match my ring to have a big gold chain with like a, a with like a big like 70s porn star like mm-hmm. i don't know pendant i don't to to rest in my chest hair you know like picture yeah, I was, boogie nights just like I nestle gonna, down in there yeah <laughs> i was gonna but say it, to, it hurts because to wear like a gold there chain link necklace you have to have chest hair it doesn't work without it with a with a with a hairless yeah, chest it just does so not I, work yeah so it just it's not meant for me i tried a bracelet remember i went through a phase i get that's the other thing with the ocd i get obsessive yes you do and i spend like and i start spending all my nights shopping <laughs> online but i finally tried a bracelet on and i cringed it's like a scarf for your wrist i wanted to cry <laughs> scarf ended. for your wrist <laughs> that ended quickly <laughs> oh yeah but so paris back to paris back to paris yeah it was it was the holy grail the coven if you will it was chris yeah. jenner faye resnick and kathy hilton in a picture of the power in that, yeah. The or there's and they the all walked or. in together. By the way, they all walked in together. That's, I mean, that was like probably like a mashup of like Reservoir Dogs slash The Craft slow walk. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do, do you think um, uh, Tara Reid was left at the the belt outside? <laughs> just 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 as an old school homage. Like, there's nothing more 2004 than Tara Reid being left outside. Be amazing. If they if they can hear us now, they should either hire Tara Reid to do that, or just get a mannequin and put a slap of Tara Reid. Uh, yeah. Just have her out on the side, it. f on the sidewalk. Yeah, yes. in the rain, in the rain, no less. This is all happening in a monsoon. Mm-hmm. Tara Reid's been out lately doing, an, I mean, like she's doing like interviews and podcasts and stuff, but I feel like she won't do ours after the the point the point of view we take is kind of from the people who snubbed her in that famous TMZ footage. I will give her, I'll give her credit though. She's very self-aware and she, ju- yeah. she, she's in on the joke now, like about how yeah. everybody just makes fun of everything. But I don't know. She might be sensitive about that, that, th- that specific yeah. thing still, but the rest of it, like the, the, you know, that poor girl, when she was on the red carpet with the, with the breast oh, hanging out, yeah. that was, Oh God, I was working at the ET at the time. And we were just watching that footage being like, Oh, bless her heart. She doesn't yeah. know that poor publicist that ran in because she's mm-hmm. like, Tara, you're, Breast is just hanging out. She was oblivious, completely. Like she didn't feel a draft, something. Yeah, sometimes well, you don't. Probably because it was. Yeah, I was thinking it's because it was numb from uh, surgery. Like depending maybe. on how they go in. Like for a long time, they went. I don't think they do it anymore. That they would go in through your nipple, so mm-hmm. like you could lose sensation of your entire nipple, partial nipple, part of your boob, stuff like that. So that could have been that, and you know, yeah, she wouldn't have felt it. So she had a really me. good point once because I enjoy her. It's not that we yeah, make fun of her. It's just I mean, we do, but um, but with love. But she said, you know, if this had been ten years later, she she just happened to be the first public party girl yeah. mm-hmm. to go the way. And then it was Lindsay. But now we, they, she was punished so severely with her career for it. You, you know, I'm going to push back just a tiny little bit because I think Shannon Doherty, she was a public mm-hmm. party girl mm-hmm. and she also got pushed back a lot, but there also is kind of a little bit of a different difference. I don't think, um, I do think sometimes when you think of, Tara Reid, and I could be wrong, you think just a little bit more sexual, and that probably is because of American mm. Pie and how her career started mm-hmm. off yeah. that way. Whereas Shannon Doherty was in this more like family-friendly teen show. So when she's a party girl, you're like, oh my gosh. So, But she she got a lot of pushback and a lot of crap for a long, long time for being a party girl and being out of control. I think just the difference, at least in my mind and my recollection, is that Tara Reid was just more sexualized than yeah. than Shannon Doherty, and she was and, slightly ahead. I mean, I don't know her, Tara Reid's age. She came about really at the beginning of this social media TMZ mm-hmm. kind of era, and then you had people eventually. Even though they were fresh, the point is she did it, and she got her career floundered. Lindsay did it. And, hers. I don't know. But then others get celebrated for it. Paris has made a career off of the same era. She was just a party girl. I should compare a lot of their charts and just see some different things. Cause also, also Tara Reed and Lindsay, Tara Reed, Lindsay and Paris, it was all even a little pre social media in that sense. Cause Instagram wasn't around. Neither was TikTok. Facebook was there. It was starting, but it was, um, the the magazines, the tabloid magazines, the really the comeuppance of Us Weekly, Star, In Touch, like all of those really, I remember, 
I remember like us and like, you know, uh, Star was kind of like, I remember Star was like a big magazine, was a big, Mm -hmm. like more like National Enquirer style of one. Mm. And then also, then, then it changed and you're like, Oh, and then we have, okay. We've like, we have our own, like you oh. know, we imported that from the Brits and stuff like that. So yeah, it just kind of was like this change. It was very, it was a very, it was a time of its own. Like now looking back yeah. on it almost 20 years later, like really is a time of its own that now, right. now I'm nostalgic. I now I want to go out on the rain and mm. go see this Paris Y2K. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> God, I, just, you I just can't sc- get, if you can't get, because I know it's just today only, if you happen to score an invite to her house, I'm pretty sure that's a museum to Paris too. So. Well, if we're going to score an invite, you's probably going to score us an invite. Well, it's you that's going to score an invite and you're going to bring me. <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. That's fine. I'll, be, I'll just be out in the cold. You won't like be here. Yeah, it's you're going to be in, yeah, out yeah. in the cold of St. Louis. Do, do you think that this uh, house of Y2K or her, her actual house uh, has like an entire wing dedicated to the uh, sidekick, T-Mobile sidekick? Like a, <gasps> she, like the, 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 is there anything more than t- more 2004 than her like bedazzled uh, sidekick? Man, yeah, they didn't put her in the I never had one, but those things were pretty cool. I don't think I was cool enough to have one. No. Sadly. I didn't even know you then. No. I'm like, no. I wasn't mm. cool enough either. I didn't have one. No. I had a Nokia. I played Snake on it. Oh, I played a lot. And I had Snake. a Razor or a Crazer. I had a Razor and a Crazer. Ooh, look at you. Um, well, not at the same time. I wasn't a drug dealer, like having operating <laughs> you, two phones. You, you, but I mean, you didn't, you didn't have burners the in the, mid, the mid aughts. Yeah. But. You know what phones people have now, like iPhones, smartphones, where they can head on over to Instagram and follow us at Pretty Corrupt Podcast. Same on TikTok. Um, Twitter is Pretty Corrupt One, where you can find all our links to our personal accounts. And most importantly, make sure to subscribe to PCP, rate us. What's it called? (laughs) Review us. Review us. Share us with all your friends and enemies. Definitely share us. It's it's just like the the wedding industry. Like you, it's all word of mouth. It's all word of mm. mouth. It's who you know. Life and podcasting is who you know, and we need to know everybody. Yep. So, <laughs> we don't need I to. We want like some, to. We care. We want. Yeah. To. We we need to end every week with some kind of. PCPification of a housewife's tagline like that. <laughs> but on that note, who wants to say bye? A tout à l'heure. That means until later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah.